Some of you guys may want to know what I think. I wanted to share it because I think there's some very practical stuff in this that I wanted to break down to hopefully add some perspective to it. The idea of reparations for black Americans, descendants of slaves. I'm going to unpack that, react to this Andrew Show, Charlemagne the God video, and chop it up with you guys. So don't go anywhere. Bruce Every time I'm with you, yo, it's something else. It's a fact, it's a fact, and it's nothing else. Get your hand out, you don't even need the help. Ooh, I don't need nothing else. Every time I'm with you, yo, it's something else. It's a fact, it's a fact, and it's nothing else. Get your hand out, you don't even need the help. Ooh, that's right. I don't need nothing else. That's right. What's going on? It's Ruslan with KingsDreamENT.com. This channel exists to encourage, empower, inspire you to live God's dream for your life. We cover all kinds of different topics. God, faith, music, marketing, current events, social issues, my perspective on some of these things. And this is a video I've been wanting to make for a while. Haven't really had the chance, the idea of descendants of slaves black people in America today getting reparations. I, I don't really understand why this is such a controversial topic. Um, I, I think it's a fairly simple matter, in my opinion. Now, I could be I could be wrong. And I'm going to share my share my thoughts on this. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you're watching this live, appreciate you guys. Even if you're watching a replay, give this video a quick thumbs up. Always helpful. Always helpful. And let me know where you're watching this from. It's always best that you consume you know a good chunk amount of the video before you comment on it but either way it's fine let me know where you're watching this from let me know uh, your thoughts after you watch the majority of the video i have a very you know unique position on this thing i guess if i even have a position i think it's pretty self self explained if you, if you will and i'm going to be reacting to this video so again like this video all that good stuff my name is Ruslan, hip-hop artist, creative entrepreneur. You can follow me on Instagram. I actually respond to just about all of my DMs on Instagram. And shout out to the most talented community, the Patreon community that keeps everything afloat here. We do weekly Zoom calls, all kinds of dope stuff. It's how we keep everything going for this channel and the growth and expansion you're seeing, like nicer cameras, multiple camera angles, all that kind of stuff. Some of y'all been here for a minute, but those of y'all that are in the community, the Patreon community, Shout out to you. And shout out to the YouTube membership, by the way. Like, I don't really even be promoting that. Y'all should be supporting on that. So thank you. Okay, let's get into this topic. Let's get into this topic right now. I'm going to react to this Andrew Schultz video because I think he actually did a great job breaking this down. And I am going to just kind of share my thoughts. You know what I'm saying? And we'll get into it. So... Let's check it out. So this is Andrew Schultz. By the way, this will have some profanity. This is him and Charlemagne the God. Uh, I don't co-sign everything that they say, but I think the broad concepts as an entrepreneur, I uh, agree with in general, and I'll explain why I agree with. So watch the video before you critique me, Dusty. You always got something smart to say. Just, just watch the video. Check it out. Slavery is not unique. If we go back in history, every group of people will have been enslaved by another group of people, right? Mm -hmm. So he is true. He is right about that. Every group of slavery has been enslaved by another group of people. However, I think it is important to note that uh, chattel slavery is unique to uh, the Americas. So that is where you outright owned as a person and your lineage could be passed down. Other parts of history, slavery was different. It was more like bond servitude. So I think it is important to note that. So let's let's keep going. So I don't think because you were enslaved during a time where everybody else was also enslaved 
that it means that there should be reparations for that enslavement. Because then, as a Scottish person, do I go back to England and do some English people? So he says, you know, just because people's always been a slave, da 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 da. Okay, so I think he may have some, you know, a little misunderstanding on chattel slavery, how that was different, but that's neither here nor there. I think he points out some really interesting parts as we get further into the video. And again, just just bear with me. Get his video a thumbs up. We'll go back to whoever enslaved them and to some Viking culture, go back to another Viking culture and go, we want our reparations. It's just, it's endless. It just keeps on going on and on and on. I will say, though, that the treatment within Jim Crow, redlining, uh, not giving out loans for bank, uh, bank loans for... So now Andrew's talking about post-slavery. This is important. This is an important distinction, right? Because slavery did, uh, you know, enslave a group of people. It was awful. But it was also everything that happened post-slavery that he starts pointing out, which I think is very interesting. Uh, black people to build the equity that... Uh, white people benefit from in the real estate market alone, specific legislation that didn't allow, allegedly, I need to look into this a little bit more, but didn't allow white people to resell their house to black families. Like That's crazy. That's wild. Like, yeah. All of that, the destruction of like uh, black Wall Street. And I, again, I need to look in. So most, again, most people don't know this stuff. Unfortunately, most people don't know this stuff. Most people aren't hip to all of the stuff that happened. By, by the way, by both the Democratic and the Republican Party, okay? So we're not going to sit here and blame one side or the other side. There's been horrible things done on both sides as recently as the war on drugs. And the CIA openly confessing to being complicit in allowing cocaine, Colombian cocaine, to flood the streets of Los Angeles and that's how the crack epidemic started. That is true that the CIA was in on that. They were using the money they were making from selling coke to buy guns to fight the communists in South America. This is a true fact. You guys could look that up. One of the few conspiracies I believe in, and guy, the guy who exposed this whole conspiracy, unfortunately ended up committing suicide by shooting himself twice in the back of the head. This all really happened. There's movies about this, documentaries about this. That's in the 80s, by the way, and the war on drugs and everything that happened. Okay, So he's talking about all this stuff that happened post-slavery, the destruction of Wall Street, Jim Crow, redlining, so on and so forth. So let's keep watching. Into more of these things, but like, to me, those are the best arguments for uh, atonement via some sort of reparations because they show not... Not specifically slavery, but they show a direct force, a systemic force from a government to hold down a group of people from the American dream. Now, this is this is this is <laughs> some of you guys just just don't be triggered because he says the word systemically. Some of you guys are instantly triggered by just the word. Oh, he said systemically. OK, just don't, don't be triggered by it. OK, the systems oppressed a group of people this is by this point this is fact right now whether those systems did it intentionally or not doesn't matter that's what the systems did okay that is what these laws did these laws that weren't too long ago so let's get back to this video right you see what i'm saying yeah but that's 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 what that's what slavery was too it's all systemic racism it right. was it, all, but, but all, when all slaves the were brought here all, they, all they, they weren't all brought the here it was kept updating right exactly they updated in different ways i that's guess all they I'm, did so so they kept updating the system i guess okay. what i'm trying to say is that like if if slavery is the is the end all be all for why a group of people should use should get reparations i think the reason why it's used is because oh it's not though so they go on and on about this let me cut to a different part of the video 
think people would say, um, you know, the, the, the blacks here in America are the reason that America is America. So that's an interesting point. So, so, so Charlamagne says it's not just about slavery, but let's, let's acknowledge the fact that slavery happened. That is the reason America is America. I don't know how much, how much of America is America because of that, but it is a, it is a valid point. Google, just for fun, if you're one of these anti-reparations guys, Google how many companies around today, how many companies around today benefited from slavery. It'll blow your mind how many major companies benefited from slavery today. That's, that's just something else. But so Charlemagne pushes back and says, well, yeah, slavery was a bad thing. And, uh, you know, the framework, free land, free labor. Okay, that's just something to think about. Because the fact that you had all of those years of free labor, America was able to build an industry. It was able to build a, a capitalist society that everybody benefited from except for the people who actually it's were out there doing the work. Definitely a massive part of it. It's definitely a massive, massive part of it. Um, undeniable. Uh, I think there are a lot of different things that ended up building America. So let, 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 let's fast forward a little bit more. And I, I'll get into exactly what my position is, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a caveat to it and it's going to bug you regardless on what side of this whole issue you're on. I think if white people really understood, because I think a lot of white people are just super ignorant to the black experience in America post-slavery. I don't think there's... So when he says a lot of white people, a lot is subjective. It's also a broad generality. I know a lot of white people that are very woke and up on this stuff, right? Uh, a lot... I think too many, unfortunately. I think too many. I think when they when 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 some white people hear these issues, they they get a, they have a very limited vantage point. Maybe they don't know the history. Maybe they just don't have any black friends. And I think there's too many of them that just don't really know the history and how negatively Jim Crow, but then reparations impacted. And and thank you, uh, my man Hashim, talking about the Homestead Act, the 40 acres and a mule, right? Homestead Act was an act that was passed as people were going further and further out west. They were given free land, white people, black people couldn't get in on that. Right. So getting free land, free property, all these things used to, you know, prevent people from building wealth. Now, now check this out. There's any white people that are going to go, well, slavery wasn't that bad. All white people know it was that bad. And then they, they think that once slavery ended, it was like clean slate. Black people, you got the same ability as white people. Hell no. Okay. They think that because, yeah, what, so it, it, in my opinion, if the- I don't know, I don't know how many people, white people actually think that, if I'm going to be honest. I don't know why, if most white people are like, oh yeah, slavery ended and then everything was equal. I think most people have a context of civil rights and Martin Luther King and all the stuff he did, but neither here nor there. The conversation shifted from reparations for slavery to reparations for the treatment of Jim Crow, redlining, all these things. And we started educating white people on the systemic oppression specifically financial systemic oppression of black people have went through specifically financial systemic oppression of black people now again some people have different definitions for the word systemic i think here i would agree with him this is this is the specific financial systemic oppression removing these communities from building wealth right and wealth is (laughs) What do we have? We have a wealth disparity between certain communities. We have a class disparity because of the wealth disparity, right? And he's talking about systemic wealth disparity. This happened. So when someone's saying system, they don't, you know, some people mean right now the laws today are racist. 
it's very hard to prove that today, but when you look at it as in history is not in a vacuum, as in these things didn't happen in a vacuum, as in the laws from 100 years ago, 50 years ago, 20 years ago, still impact us today, right? They still impact us today and still impact uh, people today. Um, depends on where you live. I think people more rulers think that everything was good when slavery ended. Uh, you maybe you're right. You may be right. I don't know. That's a, that's a fair point. I don't know. I mean, again, my, my, my vantage point is my vantage point. It's limited, right? I'm, I'm in San Diego, fairly diverse area, but let's keep watching. I really wonder if their eyes would start to open and go, oh, shit. No, no, they won't. There's a certain percentage that just don't care. I'll keep it a buck. But certain will. Certain, certain percentage will, okay? They were literally stopped from building wealth. They Andrew. were stopped. You just said, first of all, does you that just make said sense? Something. Am I making that sense? Ma- that makes, it makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> all right. And um, that, that conversation is a conversation that, that everybody who makes Black a, people a, a, have this conversation and white people that are listening to black people have this conversation. But I wonder if the average white person even knows. No, I don't think they know. But uh, everything you're saying, that is the conversation when it comes to reparations. It's not just slavery. It is Jim right. Crow segregation. It is the legislation that was put in place to systemically oppress people. It is redlining. It's all of those different things. It's the war on drugs. It's all of those different things that... The war on drugs is something... Listen, the war on drugs is something I never hear conservative people talk about. Either they're just ignorant or they just don't want to talk about it. But that, to me, I mean, that is 80s, guys. Like, this is the 80s. This is like my father-in-law was drastically impacted by the war on drugs. Again, move on to the beginning of this video, look at the war on drugs, then Google the daggone audio tape of Ronald Reagan, the beloved conservative president Ronald Reagan, saying wild racist stuff about black people to who? To President Nixon. Nixon was president, I think Ronald Reagan was a governor at the time. Okay, These are the guys that were leading the religious right, the moral right, Pretty wild stuff. And the war on drugs radically impacted people of color very poorly. So let's keep watching. Go into why black people should have, you know, some compensation. It's really just simple. It's a simple concept. Uh, America systemically did something to black people to put us in the position. Specifically financially, right? Yes. Yes. Financially oppressed. And if you financially oppressed, you should atone for the financial. So my man said crack equals prison, fentanyl equals therapy. I wish I had my bomb to dr- yo, that's a financial. It's just that simple. Right. Systemically, and I, systemically do something to get us out. I truly, it's really, it's really I just truly that simple. believe, and I know that there are black people listening to this right now, they're like, how could they not be aware of this? I truly believe that there are a lot of white people that have no clue what redlining is. That they have no clue what Absolutely. just like not giving a black. So, 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 so let's get on this. Look, listen, how do people end up in poverty? How do people end up in poverty? Uh, sure, a small percentage of them are just lazy or whatever, right? You're going to have those people. But I would say those people are outliers. People end up in poverty because of their environment that is passed down generationally because of lack of opportunity, lack of jobs. How does lack of opportunity, lack of jobs? By the way, lack of opportunity, lack of jobs, trauma, gang violence, all these things do what? Lead people to use drugs more explicitly, lead people to be more uh, wild, to be more sexually free, if you will. All these things are connected. And it is directly crime, like all these things are directly connected to poverty, drug use, violence, being the victim of violence. What happened here? Well, what happened here was you had a gang of racist laws from, uh, you know, the Emancipation Proclamation until at the very latest, the 80s, and I would say later than that, with, with the Fair Sentencing Act of 2010, 
the 100 to 1 crack disparity. Again, most people don't know that. So you have people dealing a group of people in poverty that, that has a tenth of the net worth of white people, by and large, right? The, the average white family has a, a, a net worth 10x that of the average black family. And there is a black middle class and there are wealthy black people. That's, that's not what we're talking about. But we're talking about poverty. And do you correct something about poverty? And then in this video, they said, hey, listen, yeah, single parent household, right? All these different things. And again, there were some negative policies done by Democrats to do some bad stuff as well. I'm not going to sit here and say it was all Republicans. It wasn't. A lot of this stuff was done by Democrats and it was bad. Poor education, uh, redlining, the war on drugs, right? So on and so forth. And the welfare state, right? So all of these things compound and you have this situation where it's clear that there's disparities here. There's, there's disparities here and it's, and it's whack, right? What do you do to correct it? How do you fix it? I don't know how you implement it. I know Danville, North Carolina, did a form of reparations where they started saying, hey, we're going to use some of this money, pour it back into the community. They didn't write direct checks. I think that's an interesting concept. I don't know the actual, like how this would get fleshed out, but I do think there is some degree, there is some degree that something should be done. We did it for the Japanese, right? After the World War II camps they were put in, uh, the natives never really got reparations. They got reservations, which isn't the same thing. If you tell Native American people they got reparations, they got reservations. And not to mention that America didn't even apologize for slavery until like 2008. You can Google that, by the way. <laughs> so, mm. and I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting that when it's an epidemic and things are bad and such and such and such, uh, we, 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 we find a way to get people therapy for fentanyl use. When it's a pandemic and people are losing jobs, we find, we find the money to give everybody $600 a week, a lot of which people are making more than they were at their jobs. And now people don't want to go back to work. But we found that money. Somehow we didn't have the, we, we don't have money because everything's bad, but somehow we found the money to do that. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. Excuse me, Asheville. Thank you for correcting me. Um, so you have these, these, these ways of finding money when you need money and then saying you're broke. This reminds me of a, of a, of a, of a, you know, America kind of reminds, sometimes I love America, but sometimes it reminds me of an absentee parent that plays trick broke. <laughs> they play trick broke and so like they got to do something they want to do when they when, when when the dad's not in the picture he's not keeping up with his child support but he has the money to go do other stuff that's kind of how this feels like hey we took care of all these other issues we took care of the japanese we took care of these things but for whatever reason on this issue and again i'm not an expert on how to fund it i think we could fund it i think we could find the money and i don't and i'm not even a proponent that everybody needs a check i don't know if that's helpful i don't know i did a whole video yesterday on how an inheritance too soon in youth is not a blessing in the end that making getting too much money too soon too early without the tools to handle it is not always a good thing so i'm not even saying we should be sending checks i'm saying we should do something i'm saying we should do something right and i think it's important to do something to correct this issue i don't think that's a very controversial issue now let me let me play the rest of this video and then and then I'm going to give you guys something challenging on on both sides. Black people bank loans are right. There was Absolutely. this interesting video that's going around. I have to check the legitimacy of it, but it seemed pretty good where uh, in order to basically build out the suburbs and build 5000 unit homes and stuff like that uh, or communities, you needed government back loans. And the only way to get those government back loans was if the developers agreed not to sell the house to black families. And then the people who bought it agreed not to resell it to black families. So now you have this. So th this guys, this stuff is all throughout American history. It's unfortunate. It's sad, 
okay? Th these weird laws, this, this stuff is whack, right? Now let me, let me play this last clip and... Uh, Say. Okay, I'm going I'm to I'm come back to it. Okay, so check it out. We find money to do things we value. That's just how it is, right? That's just how it is. We find money to do things we value. Uh, we have not been a true free market capitalist state for a long time, since the Great New Deal. We've been reappropriating funds and so on and so forth, right? This has been happening. And we pay for the things we, we value, whether it's giving tax breaks or stimulus money to certain you know, big corporations. A lot of these companies got the, these PPL loans and they didn't even need them. They, some of them even sent them back, right? So we find money to do the things we want. That's just, that's just, that's just is what it is. However, um, we neglect specific groups of people and that's unfortunate. Now, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't think this is going to happen, right? I think it should. I think it should. And this is always like the, the, the gotcha question. Whenever my black brothers and sisters reach out to me, they see a video I made of Nick Cannon being critical of some of his views, some of his hateful views, and which he apologized for or whatever. They reach out to me and they always, get, they always think they're going to get me with this question of reparations. Do you think black people should get reparations? And I'm always like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I think that would be right. We gave reparations to the Japanese. Why not? Why not give them to black people, right? Um, we found the money to do the COVID thing, didn't we? Where'd that money come from? Oh, we just printed it. Oh, that means we could print money whenever we feel like it. And uh, we're still a free market. We're not, guys, when, like, listen, you, you got to, you, 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 we redistribute wealth all the time. And it's not right or wrong. It just is what it is. I think, I, I don't think somebody should be taxed more than 50% of their income, but that's a whole nother conversation. And we, we print money. We just did. We just went like, by the way, those of you fiscal conservatives, the deficit went up under Trump, the debt. And the deficit went up before the pandemic, before the pandemic. So all you conservatives, rah, he's going to join us up. Everything went up. The deficit went up. The debt went up. Everything went up after Trump. So don't give me this. Where are we going to find the money? We find money for things we value, period, point blank. OK, and, you know, we, we could try and play coy with it, but that's just what it is. Now, here's the thing. I think that, unfortunately, this probably isn't going to happen. Unfortunately, I think it should happen. And I think we may see something similar to what was done in Danville, North Carolina, where we'll see more money being poured into certain communities, more internships. I think that that will happen. Right. I, I hope that happens. But 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 here's the flip side to this entire conversation. What if it doesn't happen? Because I don't want anybody, myself included, my loved ones. I don't want anybody weighing the success, the hope the future of their family on a federal government to send you a check. I, you know, I'm not waiting for another stimulus check. I got to go out and get it. I got to go out and get it. And if I got to go work for Uber or whatever, I'll do that. Thankfully, by the grace of God, we're good. I don't have to do that. But I don't want anybody depending on the government and expecting the government to fix this. They're not. They're probably not going to fix it or they're not going to fix it the way we want to. And that's trash. That's not cool. But Here's the deal. Here's what's also true in the midst of all this. Here's what, here is what is also true. 80%, and this is some hope. I'm going to give you some hope, regardless of where you fall in the political, political spectrum. Here's some hope. 80% of America's millionaires, not billionaires, millionaires are first generation rich. They did not inherit it. They did not win the lottery. It's not mommy's and daddy's money. They're first generation rich. That's good to know, right? 80%, right? 
that the average person, if they can break to, to break into the middle class, what they need to do, these three things, graduate high school, wait until they're at least 21 to get married, then have kids after they get married, right? And work a full-time job. You do those three things, 98% of people who do those three things break into the middle class, right? I think we need to talk about these things more often. I think we need to talk about these things more often, that, that the freedom a lot of people think they have in their sexuality, the freedom they think they have by not working a job isn't really freedom. That is what will keep you in poverty. And, and the book of Proverbs and Common Sense backs this up. So, so let's just be clear. America is a flawed system and has a dark history, but it's still the opportunity where just about anybody who's of able body, of sound mind can make something of themselves. I made a whole video a couple days ago disagreeing with Dave Ramsey about how to invest money. And I talked about investing into the stock market. I'm getting 20%, not single stocks. I don't do single stocks. I'm getting 20% on my money by putting it in a stock market, right? Just parking in a stock market, okay? The law of 72, Google the law of 72. The, 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 the law of 72 goes, take your interest rate that you're getting for your money, divide that by 72, excuse me, divide 72 by the interest rate. That is how long it'll take your money to double. If you have $10,000, you park it somewhere that's giving you 20%, 20, 40, 60, in about three and a half years, your, your 10,000 will be 20,000. And then in another three and a half years, that 20,000 will be 40,000, right? This is what's happening right now in the market, right? Now, 20%, some would say is a lot. I don't think so. Check out that video on it, right? So we still are in a place where we can become financially literate, where we can get out of debt, where we can pay off our student loans, where, where we can build wealth, right? Now, in Southern California, it's very difficult to buy a home, but that is going to be the number one thing. And so do certain communities need support? Absolutely. Do, so, do we need, do we need uh, good, focused social programs, right, Not that don't just enable people to get a $600 check a month because of COVID, and now they're making more money on unemployment and disability than they would have worked if they had they worked a job? That's dumb. That's a stupid, that's a bureaucratic, dumb government policy. We don't need policy, but we do need focused policies. We need more trade schools. We need more job cores. We need more of these things, right, to help people break into the middle class, right? We don't need to have poor people. That's the truth. Poor people here are, by and large, coming from communities where there's a lack of vision, lack of opportunity, lack of quality education, lack of mentorship, lack of fathers. That's the truth, right? And a lot of that, yes, is because of systems and systemic racism. That, that, that did happen on both sides. Democrat building a wealth state, uh, excuse me, a welfare state, Republicans with the war on drugs, the Jim Crow era, all that stuff. Horrible. But we cannot, we cannot depend or expect the government to clean this up. They're not going to. They're doing a pretty crappy job just handling this whole pandemic thing, right? It's just, I, don't, I just don't expect it. And so the last thing I want is for anybody to think that a check is coming or hope is coming because it's probably not. And it sucks. And I wish it was. I wish it was. But it's not. It's probably not, unfortunately. So what are the alternatives? Well, learn about financial literacy. Learn about investments. Learn about real estate. Develop a scarce skill set with a unique knowledge, a specific knowledge in the marketplace, right? Listen, guys, not, not sure if you guys noticed, I'm not the greatest YouTuber. I'm not the greatest rapper. I'm not the greatest label guy. I'm not the greatest producer, but I'm like at a B level on a lot of different things. And that is called skill stacking. And when you intersect multiple skills with the specific knowledge, you can monetize those skills more than if you go and work a $15 or $20 an hour job. 
unique specific skill sets overlapping then you build a personal brand on top of that or you could just say hey i'm gonna go make 50 100 dollars an hour applying these skills right facebook marketing that's a huge one right now right huge one right now if you can build these skills and then practice them on somebody else you can change your family tree you can get out of debt you can be better with money you can learn to invest you can put money in the stock market you can do these things but it's hard fam it's hard and it sucks. And maybe I have a degree of privilege in that, you know, hey, I'm viewed as less of a threat by society because of my white skin. I'm a white entrepreneur. Sure, I, I, I can acknowledge that. But what we can do is expect on a federal government that got us here, that got us in this situation to fix it. Democrats, Republicans combined, because I don't think Republicans and socialistic policies are all the ways that this is going to get fixed. I don't think that's the solution either, right? Uh, you guys know I'm politically agnostic. You know what I'm saying? I was, a supporter, I was a supporter of Andrew Yang because I felt like he had some good ideas. And that's, that's, that, that's where I'm at. So we can't assume that these things will get fixed by the government. We do have to have a degree of education, of hope, of empowerment, and of the facts. Again, the facts, 80% of America's millionaires are first generation rich. Go look it up. Okay. 98 people, 98% of people who graduate high school, wait until they're 21 to get married, have kids after they got married, work full time, break into the middle class. These are the facts, okay? And you can build amazing, you can build amazing skills right now. You can take, you can take e-courses, you can learn how to edit video, you can learn Facebook marketing. I got a buddy that's doing a boot camp, learning how to code, getting into real estate, right? Learning about... Uh, uh, index funds, e EFTs on the Robinhood app. Go watch my video, Disagreeing with Dave Ramsey. There's a lot of opportunity here right now, man. So hopefully uh, this video was encouraging. That was my heart with this, man. Because uh, it's like I, I get this question a lot and I don't think it's a complicated, I don't think it's a complicated answer, right? I don't think it's a complicated answer. Yes, like people should get reparations. No, I don't think it's going to happen. But Here's some other solutions. Here's some things we can do, all of us as individuals. And I'm going to continue giving you guys the tools that have changed my life. I became debt-free. I paid off $45,000 a debt in 18 months, right? I am a full-time entrepreneur, right? Um, don't invest in drugs and don't invest in being a gang, right? Better decisions. Mentorship. If you make it out, go back and pull some people out with you. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's a lot of opportunity right here, man. So again, politically agnostic. Maybe I should make a shirt about that. That'd be a fire shirt. Should I make that a shirt, T. Ross the Giant? I'm gonna hit you when I uh, when I get offline. Yo, appreciate y'all, man. Like this video. Give, give, you, know, you know this video is fire. Why you put on? Come on, don't do that to me. All right, y'all. Love you guys. Maybe I'll be back tonight.